motherly advice right there. Everyone go to therapy. Therapy. And and if you don't think you do, you're lying to yourself and you should go to therapy about that. was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 year old and there's no kids. Sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but seriously? We're here with Amy, Steph's mum. Yes, because we're in Adelaide at the moment for my birthday. We are. Which was fun. We're all slightly hungover because of the winery tour we were on yesterday. You know, my mum hired a limo and got us super, super wasted. <laughs> Responsible parenting 101. Uh, yeah. Good mum over here is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like over the age of 18, you don't have to like parenting anymore. You can just observe and encourage. It's called free entertainment. Yes, that's it. <laughs> it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, so we figured we would get my mum on a potty. We did. We figured Steph's passed on a lot of advice to me that you've given her. So mm-hmm. we figured we'd come on here and get you to give a little bit of motherly advice because you've clearly got some. You're a very wise, wise lady. I'm glad um, you said wise, not old. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> Not just a pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> also got a mum. If I called her old, I would probably die. Um, yeah, so we wanted to ask you a couple of questions and get your opinion and, and advice on a few things. Um, so, Steph, what do you want to ask your mum? That's it. That's an excellent question. You know, had we planned more, this has kind of been spontaneous and we've all been rather hungover lately. But, um, I don't know, tell us, tell us a little bit about your dating life. In history. So you've been... Straight for the gutter. (laughs) (laughs) So this is interesting because generally I only give my daughter unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. when she's called me hungover, upset, boyfriend worries. So actually soliciting advice, this is a new dimension for us. I can't afford you. This is... (laughs) (laughs) I can't pay you. This is new. This is new. Uh, dating advice. Yeah, just dating history. So da- your da- dating history. So it's funny because the girls and I were just having a chat about um, as a woman you go through periods of um, dick crazy mm-hmm. and then you meet a man who may trick you for a moment to think he's enough. <laughs> I like that phrase, may trick you for a for moment. For a moment <laughs> um, because you've been dick crazy for a little while yep. and then um, – you settle for a period yes and then you realize he was tricking you and you were actually right and you weren't listening to your red flags yeah and then you break up with that man and then you go dick crazy again for a little while to prove that you haven't actually lost your mojo yeah and it wasn't actually you (laughs) it was in fact him (laughs) and then uh again you break up and uh and then you go dick crazy again and then you find someone else again and yeah it it really is a repetitive pattern until either you up your standards yeah <laughs> and they meet them or you are no longer fooled and there are no longer red flags yes so that's essentially dating a nutshell for every woman whether she admits it or not it's just a fucking roller coaster and then it really divorced is and it is yeah so you've been married twice i've been married twice yeah yes divorced twice divorced twice yeah will never marry again mm-hmm. because it's not what i thought it meant what did you think marriage I meant? thought that when you agree to marry someone, it brings this security that your soul yearns for as a woman mm-hmm. that 
nothing will go wrong from that point in time. Yeah. You know, one will cheat on each other. Everyone will be right. completely honest. Mm. Yeah. There's um, – I'm seeing the flaws in this plan. There is a – There <laughs> is, is a red flag. Yeah. Like, you see the red flags, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there's, this, there's this sense of security that comes with it costs so much to divorce me that I'm pretty sure you'll do all the things that you should be doing to stay married to me. Mm-hmm. And that actually doesn't happen. At all. So you actually, didn't you have, we have a friend yesterday at the winery that said that. She was sitting next to her husband. She's a financial advisor or planner or yeah, whatever. Yeah, financial advisor. And she went, no, I can't afford to divorce you. Yeah, that's right. And that was just her stance. It's like, no, we can't afford it. We can't afford to get afford, divorced. Yeah. yeah, you can make me miserable. I can make you miserable. But I know how divorce works and I know how long it will take me to financially recover from this divorce. So we are staying married. Wow. Yeah, it, it's happily. pretty cut and dry. No, there's probably not a lot of happily. <laughs> but we've also had this conversation recently too about how this world isn't set up for you to be independent and single. No. The world is very much set up for you to be married. Exactly, like you can't get a house on your own. You can't, you know what I mean? Like It's it is. so much harder to be on your own. It like you need so much bigger in income if you're one person. It is, it yeah. is. And, and if you want to be a parent as a single person, it's extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been a single parent most of our lives and, you know, it's certainly not been an easy run financially yeah. or logistically or logistically yep. yeah all logistically mm-hmm. um but all three of your children are still alive so you're doing all right for now, for, for <laughs> now. Yeah. i mean you're you're good i mean actually you, you made all it time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made it jury's out on the other two but yeah. you made it one cab off the rank mm-hmm. um but no marriage is 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 not it is not the be all and end all and yeah. i think that's the generational change i see between myself and and, and you girls, you don't – you're set up to not feel somehow less complete if you don't mm. meet that milestone. Yeah. And I wish that was my generation. I wish that we didn't have that level of insecurity that made us feel like we needed to somehow put that piece of the puzzle together. It was almost yeah. like going through the motions. It is. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, so when you finally find that person, you finally get that ne- – You. it's like you hit that next level in the video game. Yeah. yeah. You know it's what I mean? Good like, analogy. Yeah. Whoa, I'm there. And, yeah. you know, and then you, you get married and you have kids and it's happily ever after because that's not actually the way it works. Yeah. So so my advice would just to go through your dick, fa- dick crazy and settled phase until it's no longer actually settling. Yeah, and then, you know, take the paperwork out of it and you can always just walk away if you felt like it. In exactly. saying that, though, I didn't get married but I still got divorced because it still cost me five grand. Oh, ouch. De facto. Mm. Yeah, de facto is just as bad Life as Life sucks. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I've, been just, I've been de facto just as many times and I, as I've been married and I've got to say um, being de facto cost me a house. Mm. In fact, it cost me two houses, yeah. which both of my marriages didn't because I walked away with what I walked in with the marriage. Yeah. So, no, it can actually be just as bad as yeah. getting married. It but just doesn't have lawyers unless the other person's a well, dick and then you need lawyers too. Anyway, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't have that um, emotional cue, I feel, that yeah. marriage does because you go, oh, I failed. Ugh. Mm. And it would have been hard going through – a divorce compared to de facto, like after you've had a wedding with all your friends and family. Absolutely. And having to kind of announce that, okay, the wedding was good. Did you enjoy the free wine and free alcohol? Because it's over. What a party. Yeah, it's about the best we had. You don't want your presents back, do you? Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm selling them. (laughs) He took half, I took half. No, you know, it it is definitely challenging. You know, and my second marriage, we went overseas. So we took family overseas Mm -hmm. um, and – you know, it didn't make the marriage last any longer or it wasn't any shorter because we didn't do the big white thing here. It's yeah. outcome was still the same. 
So yeah. I yeah. actually have a question if you're comfortable talking about it because okay. we were talking about red flags and stuff and how. Okay, you... and we, we did also say that we can't name and shame, yes. didn't we? Okay. We can't name and shame. Okay. But okay. when we had your wedding overseas over in Thailand, um, big, beautiful wedding, but you said the morning of your wedding you second-guessed if you actually wanted to be there and you kind of felt that... I knew it was wrong. I, it, it's funny, actually. I knew it was wrong. Both weddings I've had... Um, I knew it was wrong before I walked down the aisle but we'd planned a party and it was such an event and it was such a big thing that uh, you, there's that fear factor and that lack of belief in yourself. That is it you're, almost obligation? It is. It's obligation. Yeah. And, you know, I think as women, you know, when we talk about red flags, we all suffer in any relationship, you know, when it ends. You have absolute um complete clarity in why it ended and why it should have ended you know what i can i feel like i can relate to this statement this is very topical (laughs) we've had this conversation haven't we um but you know those red flags were there so early on in the relationship and Mm -hmm. i think as women um we're taught to second guess ourselves or we have that belief that maybe we've got it wrong yes we've seen that red flag but maybe it's just the way we're taking it Maybe it's because of a past experience, we're reading too much into it. I think just naturally we second-guess ourselves so much that we ignore these things. Yeah. Um, and nine times out of ten, when the relationship ends, you're kicking yourself because you're like you have complete 2020 vision and mm, you yep. saw that two years ago. You yep. saw that three years ago, but you didn't listen to yourself. Because mm-hmm. um, God forbid my God forbid. intuition be right because exactly. we're always right. Well, even worse, you'll be the per- person who – um, you know, is step it up manipulative. So even if you raise those red flags, they then convince you that it is in fact you. It is not them. Mm. Um, and that you're reading something into that that wasn't actually there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're the worst ones, you know, the one, ones that you actually had the self-confidence to bring to the table your concerns and then they shut you down. And they manipulate it And on then you. they manipulate you, um, you know, because, yeah, I mean, that's – the death of every relationship isn't it really yeah by, you get, by the time you get to the end what does grandpa say not don't look back because it's the the, the windscreen's bigger than the rear view mirror and there's a meant, reason for that yeah you're meant to look forward instead of look exactly. back. i love that it, so much yeah, isn't it yeah and, and that's from grandpa he's like you know that the windscreen's that big for a reason because you just can't you can't look back and i mean don't get me wrong you should look back and go hey i ignored that red flag and I shouldn't I'm ignore learning. that again. Yep. But just don't, you know, I think a lot of people get into relationships and I may be speaking about my daughter here who... <laughs> who oh, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> you, you were but, just personally yeah, attacked actually. <laughs> but you, you go, okay, I've invested years in this now and my rearview mirror, I'm so obsessed with my rearview mirror and what I'm missing and what it was and what it should have been and what it could have been and what I mm-hmm. thought it was that we stay in these things way longer than yeah. than we should because we forgot that we need to be looking through the windshield. Well, I actually yeah, you know. read somewhere early on in this relationship you're talking about um, and I couldn't relate to it at the time but I it's always stuck with me and I relate to it now. It's You know it's over when you're more in love with your memories than you are the person standing in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I always remember being like, I don't relate to that. It's fucking bullshit, you know, and then and – then, you and know what? Makes personally sense. attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's finally realised what we've been telling her for months. I played, I played <laughs> years in your, your There yeah. was pink playing in the limo yesterday. Like it, it yeah. you were rocking it, weren't you? I was rocking it. Yeah. But t- okay, so tell me more about the morning of the wedding. The wedding. 
I I just knew, you know, it was so funny. You know, I've got kids and, um, you know, they were obviously there with us at the wedding and family were with us and we'd had a big couple of days and, you know, he got up um, the morning of the wedding and he went and sat out by the beach and every morning he would get up and just go for a quiet walk by his, himself. His body was a temple. His body is a temple and I, I've <laughs> seen that body naked. I've done that body naked. There is nothing temple-like about it. <laughs> There are no gods praying there at all. And I certainly wasn't saying, oh, God. Um, That body was not a temple. So, but anyway, he would go and he's doing beach walks while I'm getting the kids ready and breakfast and everything else. And there was just no connection. Mm. There was just no, oh, babe, I'm so excited. This is our day. This is our dream. There was none of that. It was just... You were like Stepford wife. I've I've just paid him to go on a holiday and marry me. It's just... Yeah, there was just no um, emotion and I think we both knew that we shouldn't have got married, not that any of us had the guts to say that because yep. we'd done it, you know, and my dad's <laughs> my dad's walking me out and all I could feel in the pit of my stomach is, this may not be the last time we do this, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> if only you said it as Will well. you walk me into the courthouse for the divorce yeah. proceedings as like, well? Like, Dad, can we run? Yeah. Do we have to do this? Let's turn around. Let's get in a taxi. Let's just, I don't know. No, you just like practice running. You just want to get the walk right for the one you actually want to marry. Yeah. You know, you're just practicing. Yeah. I don't walk. know. I, I actually feel like because the first time Dad walked me down the aisle, your wonderful grandpa, um, we drove around the church in the in the car for a while and he actually said to me you know we don't have to do this damn grandpa he knew, knew. yeah he, knew. he, he said totally knew. he knew he said you know we don't have to do this and i went no 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 i want to do this <laughs> i really want to do this i don't know what you're talking about and i remember walking down the aisle and having like you know when you have those snippets from a movie where you know, the ex-boyfriend comes charging down the altar to save you from marrying someone. Did, did, did his name start with S? Is this it the did, it yeah. did. And I actually had that thought. I actually had that thought, please, someone come save me. Anyone, Superman, anyone, Spider-Man, all of the S's. I don't have the guts to go, <laughs> I don't want to marry you in front of all these people. Yeah. You know, and I think that we just, we, we know that and we just don't trust ourselves. Mm. Yeah, You know, we get caught up in what it should be and what it should feel like and what it should look like and not disappointing people um, and not really being real with ourselves Yeah, and not being in the moment um, yeah. and understanding that we have a right to our own happiness and it's more important than letting anyone else down. Do you, you think know? an element of that is that people tend to – and particularly women tend to try and like protect the feelings of those around them more oh, than they will themselves. Absolutely. So it's like, I'm willing to take this bullet for the team just so you guys don't have to suffer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we don't want to hurt people and, um, you know, you don't want to hurt the, your partner. You may acknowledge that your partner not might not be right for you, but you don't want to hurt them. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you feel like maybe you're feeling things that they're not feeling. And, and we tend to go, we'll make it work. Yeah. We'll, we'll, We'll work it out. We'll, you know, we can Which, fix I mean, this because fairness, we're fixers by nature. If yeah. you weren't the 10 out of 10 that I'm staring at and, you know, if you were in your 60s and the pool was very, very shallow, like a shadow puddle at this point, maybe you could have that mentality. But you shouldn't. And <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to have the mentality of I'll make it work. Especially you when I'm you're li- young and hot and <laughs> she's like, I, I'm her face is lit up. I'm listening to you reverse psychology, mate. This is these are 
discussions I've had with my daughter for years. Yeah. You don't need to settle. If you were a two out of ten and really scraping the bottom of the barrel when your pool was tiny, mm-hmm. she's using this on me. This is unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right, yes. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are powerful, best. independent women, all three of us, and yes. we do not need to settle. Like, no. you have raised three kids. Yes. With Pretty men in and out, single parent, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. That's that's clearly a testament to you. You don't need a man. It's just what's that share saying where it's like, I love dessert. I don't need it, but I want it in my life. <laughs> men, men yeah, are like men are like desserts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love exactly. them. I adore them, but I don't need them. <laughs> exactly. And the reality is, I don't think any of us do need them. Mm-hmm. We're just. Um, we are just cultured to believe that we need them. Mm. Yeah, and we settle. And I think and we're taking that societal shift. As of late as well, we're very so. independent women coming into so. the last decade or so, which is nice. But, yeah, it doesn't help, like we said before, that you, like, to get a mortgage, you need two incomes. To get logistics of a child, you need two people. You can't just – it's impossible to work and have a kid, like, in doing all of the things that they want to do, swimming, soccer, like, all that kind of stuff. Getting them those places while you're supposed to be at work is really hard. Mm, it's incredibly challenging. Yeah. I know with mine, you know, Stephanie – I was alone for most of her growing up and, you know, she was a a childcare baby. She really was for me to have a career and I always had a really good career and I worked hard for my career. Um, You know, Steph would go to childcare from 7 o'clock in the morning and I'd pick her up at 6 o'clock at night and on weekends it would be sport if we could and she missed out on a lot. Um, And when her brother came along, you know, she was 14 and um, I was working during the day and I was studying and I was sometimes working at night and she would babysit her siblings at night. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, I was working a, a um, very corporate job during the day and stacking shelves at night yeah. um, at Coles until 12 o'clock in, uh, you know, at midnight and then get up in the morning at six o'clock and do it all over again, you know. So she almost had to become a parent yeah. um, to help in the cycle of not having that another parent there. Yeah. Um, you know, so it does – our environment does cause consequences mm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard, you know. Pick your heart. You yeah. can be in a relationship that you shouldn't be in and a marriage that you shouldn't be in or you can have a harder life, yeah. you know. Pick your heart. Yeah. Um, and I guess I always picked that hard instead of being in the wrong relationship Yeah. that has different consequences to the kids and, and everything else. Yeah. Well, I was going to say as well, like – and. I want to know at what point your view on this kind of shifted, but I remember growing up and I remember that you ended up in a lot of unhappy relationships because you wanted that perfect family and you were so oh, striving for that. Absolutely. The, the two kids, the white picket fence, the husband, like you, and I think that gave you kind of tunnel vision into that was just the end game. It didn't matter the baggage. It didn't matter the red flags, but you've changed lately. And I want to know like at what point and why you kind of took that, shift away from I want this perfect family to hang on I'm actually independent Mm. and incredible and I can do this on my own my family's pretty perfect even though it doesn't look it kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah. exactly I you know what it's it's tough I think as we all grow up um we tell ourselves a lot we we make a story for ourselves we create a narrative and um you know when I grew up I had two parents and they you know we didn't have the best of everything but they worked hard and they created a nice life for us and and I think my narrative was if I couldn't provide that for my children, somehow it was less than mm-hmm. and they were getting less than I felt that they deserved or that they wanted. 
And I think over time being in the wrong relationships, trying to provide that for them and seeing what that actually cost them um, versus when I wasn't in those relationships and our relation, my relationship with my children was so much more fruitful and fun yeah. and enjoyable and our household dynamic seemed to give so much more yeah. than um, – I think that changed my mind yeah. because I've seen how beneficial it is for my children to be in that really safe zone yep. of just knowing exactly what the parenting dynamic was mm-hmm. in our house. And I just – I don't need it anymore. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I need the security of a man. In fact, my better points in my life financially, um, career-wise, academically, the happiest moments of my life have actually been just with my children. Yeah. yeah, and creating memories with my children. Yeah, and aren't focused on having that other person. So I just think maybe it's an age thing where you start not living your narrative and your your um, idealism that you had as a child, and you start actually just coming into yourself and seeing life in its reality. Yeah, yeah. instead of feeling less than, you know. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go back to the career thing for a second because my mum had me very young as well and she took a very different path than you. Mm. Um, so basically she had a kid at 17 and she stayed at home with me until she had her other four kids and then at 30 was like, oh, I'm going to go back to uni and we were like, ooh, okay. Um, but you did, it, <laughs> you did it very differently and I just want to know what was that thought process like and wh- how hard was it to make that decision and be like well how hard was it to be like no I'm going to have a career while I have this child it's going to happen simultaneously yeah look there's no right and wrong obviously and I have complete respect for your mum for making that decision and um and obviously she was with she's still with your father so it's it's a different it was a very different dynamic um I was I always this sounds ridiculous and but you know what I hope you girls do have this burning desire in yourself that you can't quite explain that you want to be more Mm -hmm. you don't know why but you just feel in your belly that you're going to have an incredible life yeah and um and I think I had that growing up I always wanted to be something more like I knew there was something out there for me and um you know I got into a relationship very young and and he was significantly older than me um and you know I did get pregnant and I think you know, it was it was quite. Um, you know, my parents really wanted me to have the baby, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, I'm very happy I did. And it's <laughs> challenging to have this conversation in front of you because I don't regret it at all. Yeah, but I think for me, I just went. I'm not going to have this be the thing that changes my life. Yeah, um, and it may, you know, it, it's a mistake in my opinion to to get pregnant at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're you're deciding that you're prepared to sacri- sacrifice a life that you don't even know what it's going to entail. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how great it's going to be and you're prepared to hand that over for something that you can't quite envision. And, like, thanks to Grandma for telling the entire family before oh, you could decide if you were going to get rid of me no, or not. I, if you or really do you, the, do you want the honest truth? Is yeah. this podcast yep. about the yep. honest truth? Well, you can give the honest truth. It's um, also raining if anyone can hear that. It's pouring down in Adelaide yeah. right now. So <laughs> the honest truth and the weather's about to – I'm about to get struck by lightning for saying this to my child. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Okay, so truth be told, I had decided that I was going to have an abortion – I was 17 Um, and a couple of years before that my mum and dad had decided they wanted another child Mm -hmm. and unfortunately they couldn't do that. They reversed his vasectomy and it just couldn't happen. 
Um, so I think my mum was pulling on her own emotions when I came and sat on the bed yeah. and said I was pregnant because I know that they had wanted a child desperately. Um, and I said I was going to have an abortion. And mum cried. It's the first time I'd ever heard my dad cry. I'd left the room and my dad cried that I was wow. pregnant. Yeah. Cried that you were pregnant or that you were Cried that abortion? I was pregnant. Yep. Yeah, um, and, you know, obviously that's not what you want for your children at that age to be making those sacrifices. Um, so I had made the decision, sorry, Mum, sorry, Dad, I'm having an abortion. I've booked it in. This is what's happening. I know it's the right thing to do for me. And I can mean now, bitches. <laughs> and how'd that work out for you? I thought we're doing a Kanye West. Sorry, North. But it was my birthday on the weekend and the family were coming up to do cake as they always do. And my aunt, and I was on my bed. It was your 17th birthday? It was my 17th yeah, birthday. Damn. And I was wow. in my room. I was sulking. I found out the day after I was 17. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm on my room, uh, on my bed. I'm having a bit of a sulk. And my auntie comes in, gives me a kiss. Happy birthday. And I open the present she's got me. And it's a packet of baby vests. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so, not only had I told my mum that this is what I'm doing, but she's told my entire extended family yeah. to shame me into having my beautiful daughter that sits across from me. That's not a toxic family. No, that's not a toxic move at all. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It Obviously, I wouldn't regret what it's done at all. And, you know, my children, you know, you and I are the closest. You're, you're an absolute gift to me. Um, but Thank I think you, <laughs> you are. You she are. just flicked her hair. She, she just went, oh, <laughs> the head is in a bun. Yeah. But it became this, is the child, <laughs> this is the child, by the way, that puts her in my phone as my favourite child. Yeah, I know what I am. When she calls, it comes up. But anyway, so but she is. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say when we were off, Mike? She was in there until her brother learned to read. Yeah. <laughs> and now she can't be that anymore. <laughs> we had to change that on the phone, yeah. Uh, when, when her brother was old enough to read, we thought that might cause some damage and some therapy later. So we yep. did have to change that. I mean, he's already in therapy. Like, why not just... Look, I think everyone should be in therapy. <laughs> this is very true. Everyone. Motherly advice right there. Everyone go everyone to therapy. Yeah. therapy. And, yeah. and if you don't think you do, you're lying to yourself and you should go to therapy yeah. about that. The fact yeah. that you can't see <laughs> your own problems means you need to if talk you're, about Yeah, it. if you're not self-aware enough to know you need therapy, go to therapy. You really need <laughs> yeah. therapy. That's right. Um, but, you know, and, and, and I think career-wise, I just always thought that having a child young... It wasn't going to stop me from being everything that I could be and it wasn't going to stop me as a parent giving you everything that you deserve to have Yeah. if I'd had you at 30. Yeah. You know, my child was not going to have less than. It didn't mean I was going to live in public housing. It didn't mean that I w- we were going to struggle. It didn't mean that you couldn't go to a private school and it wouldn't mean that you had to miss out on things. Um, so, you know, you would sleep and I would work or you would sleep and I would study and I was very lucky. I had very supportive parents that really stepped in and... Loved the third child. And loved the third child. Gosh, and didn't and have su- to push out. Yeah, and supported me. Yeah. They were always supportive. And, you know, and my parents would go, you know, Saturday night, go out with your friends. You yeah. know, go go night clubbing, go, you know, we'll see you Sunday afternoon. In saying that, if I wasn't home on time on Sunday, I'd get a reaming. But, you know, still being able to live my life and having the support of my parents meant that I could raise you and still give you all the things that you wanted. You know, you always went to private school. You always yep. got the shoes that you wanted. You always got yep. to do the things that you wanted at the camps. And um, But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't stay focused on giving us the life that we wanted. Yeah, so having a child you know? young wasn't 
the end of the world and it didn't stop you from doing everything you wanted to do. It was just harder, but it, you got there. Yeah, it was harder, but yeah. life, everything in life is about picking your hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, like easy decisions make a hard life. You know, it, you know. yes, you can have another drink. Yes, you can take some more drugs. Yes, you can not go to work tomorrow. Easy decisions make a hard life. Hard yeah. decisions that you really have to work for um, make life easier later. So yeah. just pick your hard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm glad I picked the hard that I picked. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, I, and I hope you pick lots of hards. <laughs> I'm hard. You picked me. <laughs> Definitely difficult say, to deal with. There's a joke in there but <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, pick your hard. Yes, pick your hard. Yeah, yeah. or bring him home, and I'll pick him for you. <laughs> and let's go there. <laughs> so, sex, love, and dating, everyone. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Okay, no, we can go there in terms of like picking your hard. Yeah. Red flags, how to how to identify them and stuff. You're obviously you've given Steph a lot of advice about all the red flags she missed. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw your twitch just then. She yeah. fucking twitch. <laughs> she was missed. hoping to be able to angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess in terms of pick your heart, are there certain things that for you you found along the way that seem to be deal breakers but are worth putting up with or no. 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 Honestly? Yeah, so why did you stay with the fuckheads as long as you did? Like with all the red flags. Honestly, because we as women, we go, this is a deal breaker. And you know what? You you need to establish what are your deal breakers. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can tell you this, your mum can tell you this, but it really will be what affects you emotionally. You know, we all have different upbringings and some people need security. Some people need to know that they're loved. Some people know that they can be supported. Some people need, um, you know, constant... Um, verbal reassurance some people need affection so everything that we have stems from what we grew up with and and what has to be your deal breaker Mm -hmm. will be different for everyone you know some people it's cheating some people it's financial dishonesty some people it's not getting enough affection some people it's not having enough sex sometimes it's um you know they are more emotionally attached to someone else and you have kind of a shallow you know top top level relationship where you don't get nitty gritty yeah um you know everyone's different but you need to set them for yourselves Mm -hmm. and when it's a um a hard line or a deal breaker you need to stand by it yeah um because you never get over that yeah you know and and at times we'll go okay I, I realize it was a it was a deal breaker but I really love him and he said he won't do it again and but it a deal breaker is a deal breaker yeah and once you set that in your mind you never come back from that um, the never the relationship's never the same, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think the hardest thing as a woman is to stand by if you've told him that that's a deal breaker, and he still does it to you. That tells you everything that you need to know about yeah, this yeah. person. Yeah, you've drawn a hard line in the sand, and you've gone for me emotionally as a person. This is this is my boundary, mm-hmm. and if they break it and think that they can earn your trust and respect again. Well, they've already told you that they don't love you and they've already told you they don't respect you because what was important to you was not important to them. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair point. You know, and it's it you just can't come back from that. Yeah. You know, sorry doesn't bring that back because mm-hmm. you'll never be in that safe space with that person again. Mm-hmm. That you would you told them that you had a um what do we call it? A a hard line, like a hard limit. A hard limit. Oh, don't, oh God. A hard limit. And I don't mean a safe word, people. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, class. This I is from King up. Class. That's okay. why I'm like, ah. King Class. That's a different one. I'm not talking safe word. I'm talking. There's a deal breaker, and you told them 
the deal breaker because you care for them so much yeah. that you want them to know what your limit is. So they give them an ne- opportunity not to fuck so up. So they never break that for you. So you can live in this bliss. So you can this relationship can actually be what you want it to be. Yeah. Um. And if they then go and take that, that's a gift that you give them. You've just given them a pass. Mm-hmm. Like I love you. The pass for me forever to get exactly what you want is don't do this. Yeah. That's a gift, mm-hmm. right? We partially give them that gift because that's what we want, but we also partially give them that gift that because we know that they're that stupid, they won't work it out themselves. <laughs> so it's kind of a two-way gift. It's kind of like when they buy you lingerie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a two-way yeah. gift. Um, but, you know, once they once they break that, you just – you have to understand that they don't honour you. Yeah. It's a 100% a respect thing. It is. It's a respect thing. You don't I've respect given- me enough to – Abide by the one thing I told you. Yeah, that was really important to me. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a question. So you dated someone years and years ago and you told them that your hard limit was lying. Yes. And they, way back when, just continuously kind of repeated lying to you and you caught them out for a very long time. Like how, what what was was going through your headspace? Like why did you stay with them for as long as you did? I think... I think the difference is for me, like lying's big for me, but again, because you create your own narrative. You know, my first husband cheated on me. Um, my second um, kept a lot of financial um, dishonesty um, in our relationship and was a narcissist. So, you know, <laughs> There's like, a lot of them going around. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy lived and breathed narcissism. But um, so, so honesty was really, really important for me. Um, and I think the difference was, and although I'd, I'd, I'd always put that in my life as that was a hard line. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference is with that partner is the 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 lies he was telling were um, financial lies because he was scared of disappointing me. Yeah. Um, I think if they were lies to um, for his financial advantage, like it was in my marriage, I think I would have had to call it. But I think it was because... He wanted to be more for me as a person yeah. Um, and didn't want to tell me that he had bills he couldn't pay and that, you know, he was contributing to our lifestyle in a way that he financially couldn't maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he went to counselling. He went to counselling um, and created complete transparency in our relationship. Um, you know, I can see his emails. I can see his phone. If I want to, I don't – I choose not to look. If I ever felt like he was um, – being dishonest again, I would have. Um, but I think that's the difference is when someone goes, yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I know it was wrong. Yes, I actually want to change. And then goes about creating the methods to change, going yeah. to counselling. You know, I, I think it's like anything. If you catch someone out doing something and the first thing they do is turn it around on you. Yeah. Well, I did this because you and I – it's your fault that I did this. Um, but I think it – Per, yeah, per- <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, we were talking about narcissists, but we're not mention any names. But you know, and I think that's the difference. I think we, I think we're all able um, to create personal growth in ourselves. And I think if someone makes a mistake and goes, "That was such a mistake," and I really want to get some personal growth out of this, not just for you, but for me, mm-hmm. um, and and actions that, yeah. Um, then it's possible to forgive. I don't think you'll ever forget and I don't think you'll ever trust again. Yeah. But I think when people just um, – they've pushed a hard line in you and it's your fault. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's your fault mm-hmm. and you have to forgive me. I'm not actually doing anything to show you that I'll change because I actually don't see a problem with my actions. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a real difference. And in saying that, that relationship was never the same. Yeah. yeah. It was never the same um, because someone pushed a hard line. Yeah. You know. But it sounds like being self-aware and intentions go a long way. Absolutely. Like the intention was not to hurt you and like – the intentions were in the good place. It wasn't a malicious lie. It was exactly trying if you'd to rolled yeah. into bed with someone. And yeah, went, I didn't mean to hurt you. I just meant to get my dick wet. Um, that <laughs> Oops, be, I tripped. Well, don't you hate <laughs> that? I'm so sorry. But it was your fault because you didn't answer my two text messages. Yeah, you know, it, you know it's a it's a different intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. I I have okay. Do you have any like? So, mum and I are quite open about everything. Like, she, this is going to get I bad. haven't noticed. You, this is going to get bad. Do you know what she's about to ask me? No. <laughs> I just, we're super open. Like, we, I get her advice on everything. I'm like, hmm, I can't quite figure this move out. Like, how do you think this should be done kind of thing? Like, um, but do you have any, like, really funny sex stories? Oh, God. Or just, right? I didn't know about this. Just so you know, oh, Amy no. just looked me dead in the eye and was like, how no. did you not stop this? <laughs> No, like just something funny, something comical, like lift the mood and give us something. I have lots of funny stories. Yeah, I want something good. Oh, and just your daughter is asking know, you that right now. What kind of parent has these discussions? Because we have these discussions. Yeah. A very sex positive parent. It's yeah, a great place to be. With, okay. Um, so remember breaking someone's penis? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, that was like on fun. purpose or <laughs> no, 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 you just no. really like, it was kind that. of a combination of, I was really excited <laughs> <laughs> and, and his penis was unfortunately very skinny. <laughs> how, is there a bone in a boner? Like how, I didn't think so. But how do you the, break a penis? You can break a penis. Yeah. So um, he lived in a different state, so we'd come over for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we would enjoy our weekends together. Yeah. And it was the night before he had to fly out the next morning, and I was going to miss him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was showing him I was going to miss him <laughs> on top, <laughs> and. Um, and, you know, I was missing him. and You missed him a little bit too far. I, and left. he just <laughs> slipped out a little, but I went bang. And he went ow. <laughs> <laughs> and I jumped off. Yep. And, um, and the whole thing went purple. And, <laughs> okay, and, and I'll just add another side note to this. So it was the first time I'd ever slept with a man of faith. No. So he was a Seventh Day Adventist. So they're not meant to have sex anyway before they get married. So I, that's an interesting hospital I trip. Wa- I was a walk on the wild side for him. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he was meant to fly out the next morning, and this thing just got more bruised and more swollen. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to the hospital. Yeah. We we actually had to go to the hospital. Yeah. What was the story? I, I want to know. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. So we're, he's he's laying on the bed, and a nurse comes in. We discussed the problem with the triage and she goes, I'm going to go back and get a doctor. The doctor comes out, comes in and goes, I need to get another doctor. 
goes out. And I'm sure that they were high-fiving each other in the hall and going, nah, man, you go look. You have to look. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. This is yeah. happening. You've got to go look. And they're all high-fiving. Because I reckon four or five doctors come in to have a look and walked out. Didn't even ask anyone's name. No. Just not high. There's no bedside manner. They're just, I'm just here to see the injury. Pull the thing off, have a look at this big swollen penis. <laughs> Smirking on the yeah, way out. Yeah. Like, oh, she was so thin by then, was it? Uh, like, no, that, that's mm. the biggest that it had ever been. It's unfortunate we couldn't do anything with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, very swollen, lots of blood. He was absolutely mortified. Blood. Oh, bl- yeah. Like the thing, it looked Blist, like bl- a baby's. Uh, oh. Yeah, a baby's arm. But purple, oh, like man. newborn baby, as yeah. it comes out. Yeah, yeah. and um, they had to give him an injection mm-hmm. in his willy, which was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, willy! Is that they, because he was a prick to you? No, that you like that we did that a prick. Kind yeah, of thing? I don't know what it was. Well, he deserved this. He had this coming anyway. Um, if, you, if you don't know how to use your dick properly, that's your problem. Um, <laughs> Shit's going to happen. It's like if you drive a car without having a lo- like a few lessons. It's just he hadn't had enough lessons, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, and he couldn't And fly. this, women, is why you need to try before you buy. And this is, you always need to try before you buy. If he'd asked me to marry him, imagine, oh, God, what a lifetime of just unhappy sex and too many <laughs> or dildos. Or another divorce. Yeah. Or another divorce, yeah. exactly. Um, but, no, and he couldn't fly the next day mm-hmm. because you can't – I mean, what if you have a stroke? <laughs> oh my god! Dick. Because they had to give him like blood clotting medication, so his dick Whoa. would stop swelling. Yeah, yeah. Is this so he couldn't I, fly? Is this the same man that I, I know? You know who this is? Yeah, yeah. But is this? The, but I want everyone else to know. So <laughs> you said we can't do that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not doing names. But okay. is this the same man that took drugs one evening way back when? Oh my goodness! Yes, we are going to have this conversation, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Do okay. It. This is a very bad Seventh-day Adventist. He is not he, very good at that. He was not one yeah. in the was, line of faith. This yeah. is also the vegetarian that only ate, like, McDonald's. He really, of, he'll eat a Big Mac. He's, he was a vegetarian because they're not allowed to eat meat. They're he's not a flexitarian? Is that what they call it? Very flexible. Yeah. Couldn't drink soft drinks, but a Big Mac is different. Well, yeah, apparently. that's like the whole cow. It's not just it's the meat. whole cow. You know I mean? That I don't understand because, like, who's going to judge him except God? If that's what his belief is... No one else gives a shit what and he's no doing. No one else is watching. Yeah. Other no than one the else one cares who supposedly except the person cares. you're supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. It makes weird. Sense. So no, what Stephanie is talking yes. about is so I had fun in my late teens, mm-hmm. early twenties. You know, I was I was flexible to my morality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so more flexible could, than some, apparently. More, more than some. So, we were, you know, I used to party and stuff and, you know, that's what you did back then when the drugs were good. <laughs> um, now <laughs> it's talcum powder. Now yeah. it's talcum powder and arsenic and what have you. Um, but this partner, um, again, because he was a man of faith, had never really walked the wild side. Mm-hmm. So we went to a New Year's party um, and we were offered to party and I was like, no, you shouldn't do that. And he was like, don't tell me what I can do. <laughs> God forbid, not, woman. You're not the boss of I'm me. I'm an independent man. I oh, can good do Lord. what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, good luck with that. I hate him already, but I love where this is good. going. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> honestly have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> so, so I caught him doing it. I'm like, whatever, mate, whatever. Um, so the rest of us are getting on. We're having a great night. Where it's a pool party, so we're all swimming, we're all mm-hmm. laughing, we're drinking, the music's going, you just the vibe was there. Yep. This was before festivals, this was a big party. Yep. All right. Yep. So it was a big deal. 
Um, and then we're all sitting in the lounge, all kind of coming down, and um, someone from the party um, says, isn't that your boyfriend? I'm like, where? And my boyfriend was dancing naked in my cardigan <laughs> in the lounge room by himself. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, this is really embarrassing. Okay. So I went and retrieved this person, put him to bed, was trying to put him to bed. He's like, I don't want to go to bed. I want to have fun. I want to dance. I'm like, you need to go to bed. You're embarrassing me. But naked in my cardigan. But naked in my cardigan. Mm -hmm. But it explained a lot. But it's Patricia. You have (laughs) no idea. It explained a lot later because I'm pretty sure there was something really weird going on. And you can't have sex with a man. Okay, ladies, if a man is wearing lip gloss, he's not your man. He's not even his own man, all right? There's, see, red flag. Red flag that at some point you're going to see him dancing naked in your cardigan. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. All right? Or like wonder where your red G-string's gone. Exactly. Yep. You know he's wearing it. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and then it, got, it actually got worse. If you didn't think it could get worse, it actually got worse. I had to keep throughout the night stopping him from going in the pool. Everyone's like, you have to stop him. He'll drown. And I'm like, Yeah. Would it be the worst thing that happens tonight? At this point, I'm over it. He's ruined my New Year's. Just let the fucking drown. Yeah, whatever. I'm just concerned that then someone has has to call the police, and then they're gonna find all the drugs that we haven't taken. (laughs) But okay, so okay, go back to bed. Don't go in the pool. Sure, whatever. I'll try and be a good person and stuff. Um, And then we're sitting in the lounge, and everyone's like, "There he is again." I'm like, "What?" He's peering around the corner on all fours. Spying on us to see what we're doing, naked, crawling up and down the hallway, naked, and all I can see is his ass and his balls hanging down <laughs> up and down the hallway. And I'm like, this is without a doubt the worst night. So he's not wearing a cardigan anymore. No, he was starkers at this point, <laughs> spying on us around the hallway to see what in the was dark, in the dark, <laughs> spying on us. He'd like completely lost his shit. <laughs> crawling up and down the cardigan and everyone's looking at his balls and his little dick and Swaying which was no longer forth. swollen by the way it was just going back and i'll never forget the next day you know because you chill out you thaw out everyone's like oh we should probably go home now so we go home we get home and he's like are you mad with me no shit <laughs> why are you so mad with me i'm like oh babe i just can't I just can't even have Thank this conversation. Thank God this was before the days of, like, iPhones. You can you imagine if there was evidence for this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you just recorded it onto a podcast. Oh. <laughs> there's but your we, evidence. We didn't name drop and there's no video footage. That's so. right. And there's plenty of really warped men of faith out there. So it could be yeah. any one of them. Any of yeah. them. Yeah. Any it of them. any one of them. But, no, that's probably – Was that, this early on in the relationship? No, this is nearing the end when okay. I worked out that things, the dots weren't quite connecting, funny mm. enough. It was, and again, something you shouldn't say in front of your daughter, but at, at the end of this relationship, I was actually questioning whether I was a lesbian. <laughs> because I, no, I mean really questioning, like going, yeah. maybe I should just go and have sex with a couple of women because I actually am so turned off at Why? the thought of having sex with you yep. that I'm now dating, doubting my own sexuality yeah maybe i'm the problem and yeah maybe i'm the problem exactly and see this is what i mean as women we go maybe i'm the problem no the problem is is the person you're with is not masculine and you've now seen him crawling around in a fucking cardigan that's the problem but yet as a woman we go we are the problem still no it's crazy it is insane i'm taking very small bits of like information out of this the main one i'm getting is 
people need lessons before they commit to things. Yep. Drugs, sex. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do it a couple of times before you go and do it for real. Or before you let them do it in public. Yeah. Like, yes. and, if, and if you don't like it, you got to do it again just to make sure. Just to be sure. Just to be sure you, know, that you didn't do it wrong the first time and yeah. you were the problem. Yeah. yeah. Marriage, relationships, yeah, everything. Abs- just absolutely. do it a couple of times to really make sure absolutely. that you don't like it. And if it, you come home and they're in your clothes for whatever reason, whatever excuse, that is a deal breaker. So that happened as well? It's absolutely a deal breaker. I don't, I don't know. You, did that happen? Yes, it's absolutely a deal breaker. How, how long into the relationship did that happen? Oh, that, this was right at the end. Yeah. Right at the end. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Was he a pretty girl? No. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is he wasn't a pretty boy either. So I, I don't know what happened. At I don't even know how I got in that relationship. He should have lost me and I can't eat meat. Yeah. Really. And before I sell the small penis. Even he had so many chances. So I know, many chances. Flags, girls. <laughs> what were you flags? doing? I don't know. <laughs> you were way too much fun to be with that. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, but yeah. I think I might have broken. Like you think having a child ruined you? Like that ruined your funness? Not the child. No, so many things have ruined my funness. <laughs> <laughs> May I remind you, we got pretty half cut yesterday. The wine tour. So you're still. Oh, fun. you were a great time. I yeah. was all right. Yeah, For you're an old lady at the back. Nobody of the said limo. you were an old lady. You said that yourself. I mm-hmm. felt so old sitting Why? at the back of the limo. That's because we played Cardi B a few too many times. Wow. Wop. Whap, whap. Is it whap or what? Yeah, whap. it's I don't even yeah. know. But I, we put it on. I couldn't catch the beat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I realise I'm old. I couldn't catch the beat. And you guys are going like wet as pussy. Wet ass pussy. Uh, wet ass pussy. <laughs> I've just got I've got to clue you in on something. I know it's all about empowerment of having a wet ass pussy, but after you've had a couple of kids, the wetter it is, the worse it is. Mm. Because most the guy that you marry doesn't have the biggest dick. The guy that you slept with at the club one night, he has the big dick. Yeah. The one that you marry never has the big dick. What's boyfriend the dick. What's it's boyfriend the dick. You it's never marry dick. the best no. sex you've ever had. No, you just. I've don't. literally been saying this to you for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You absolutely don't. But a wet ass pussy is actually <laughs> not to your advantage in that situation because the wetter you are, the smaller they feel. Maybe that's why Cardi B just got divorced. Pot. Exactly. Because her pussy too wet. Exactly. Now you know why she made that song. That was her, that She's was like, stop. <laughs> She's trying to reverse psychology yeah. the whole Do world. Do not and make me wet. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I've got because I've, we we're gonna have to wrap it up soon. I have one last question. Oh God. For you? No, no, no. Good, good one. If you could go back to like fifteen-year-old you, and you've just kind of broken up with your first boyfriend, and you're about to head on the next. 20 years of your love life and just business life and everything life. Like what is that one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Oh, goodness. Honestly, mm. um, it would be – Don't have a kid at 17. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's okay to spit and swallow. Um, <laughs> gargle. gargle. Yeah. No one likes to gargle. No, we just swallow. Yeah. Down it's the hatch, just, out of the way. Just quicker and, pl- and always have a glass of Coke nearby because it's the only thing that gets rid of the taste. It doesn't matter what else. It's just Coke. Um, <laughs> No, I didn't know that. So there you go. Mum tip of the year. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Always have a glass of Coke nearby. It's Done. Coke. Coke's the only thing that actually destroys the taste. One thing. So you can move on with things. Um, <laughs> but best advice would have to be it will be okay. Yeah. And just do you and believe in yourself and um, just don't get in the habit of telling yourself lies so you don't have to try. 
yeah. it's all right to just give it a fucking – sorry about the swearing. You can just, swear. Just swear away. give it a fucking bash. Mm-hmm. The worst that can happen is you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail and then you get exactly where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing worse than just not trying because you're, you're scared of failing. Fuck, fail. Fail, fail, fail as much as you can um, and just give it a go mm-hmm. um, because most people get to the end of their lives and they just never did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and and we don't fail because we don't want people to see us fail. Um, but fuck it. Let them see you fail. Yeah. Mm. And 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 if they if they if they have time to talk about you, it's because they're busy not trying themselves. Yeah. Because like if they're that. busy doing them, man, they don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's only people that are doing less than you that ever have something to say about you. Which is why you should never be concerned about who's Saying no. things about you. No, yeah. never, yeah. man. If, if you've got time to fucking talk about me, man, you're not doing you. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and sit on the sidelines and be fucking miserable while I'm doing me. Um, and I wish I knew that at a young age. I wish I didn't let what other people thought about me stand in the way of reaching my potential. You know, I'm, I'm at 40. Oh, I hate that number i'm still re- 21 plus 19 yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 21 just a couple of times now. yeah <laughs> um, you know i'm still having to because those stories i've told myself that it matters what other people think and that i don't want to fail because that's the story i've told myself yeah. even as a 40 year old woman i still have to actually tell myself before i try something to push that aside yeah and that's not actually true it's just a story you tell yourself yeah you know just Fuck off, Amy. You know it's not true. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yep. What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You try, you try. So yep. and and you'll get there. Yep. That's what I and and don't settle. God, don't settle. <laughs> don't settle. It is not a puddle. It is not a pond. It's a fucking ocean. You've got plenty of things to choose plenty from. My mum used to say to me, the um, "There's plenty of fish in the sh- in the sea. Want to stop picking up the shit that's on the shore." Ah, I love that. I love it. Your parents have very good, like, metaphors and I like them. Well, because we do, right? We pick up the shit that's on the shore because it's easy. And shiny. And 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 shiny and doesn't put us outside of our comfort zone and we don't have to try to be anything else to have access to all of that. We just pick up the shit on the shore. And, you know, again, you know, hard life, you know. Easy life. Easy life. I think the one thing that I'd take away from what you've – just said about your life is you just backed yourself yeah you just kept backing yourself and kept backing yourself and that's I think something that you Steph unfortunately struggle with you don't back yourself all the time I may have broke her though yeah in all fairness I I really (laughs) wish you would back yourself more she is working on it and I well I back myself too much. Um, <laughs> She's like, I There's am God's gift to the universe. Yeah. Um, I'm good. There is a small amount of arrogance. Um, but I think young girls just in general don't back themselves no. enough because they don't think that they're allowed to be this powerful, no, independent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, that's the one thing that I think people should take away from everything you've just said. Yeah. And you know what? I will listen to my Cardi B and my Nicki Minaj and I will learn to become the powerhouse of a woman that I know I am and I'm growing into it and I will back myself mm. mm-hmm. because if got I a can great rap, role model to follow because if I can rap 
every verse of a Cardi B song, then I can fucking back myself like Cardi B. Okay. I, Yo, I, wet I, ass I pussy. Wet <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I couldn't even find the beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. When horses came on, you were fine. I was good. Mate, if you can't Daryl Braithwaite, there is something wrong with you. <laughs> That's, is that not a sign of having parents in their early 40s, though, when, when you can Daryl Braithwaite? I can, can I just say that in that limo yesterday, there were 10 of us. Yeah. But when Daryl Braithwaite come on, we were just joined. We were yeah. one. It, was, it, a, we, it yeah. was just everyone was on board, mm-hmm. even the Indian that was driving. He <laughs> in there and I'm pretty sure he didn't grow up listening to Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah. So, you know, some things link us together, disappointment in men and good music. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that Just, one that's it. Yep. G string <laughs> that you never found again. Yeah, the G string <laughs> you never found. <laughs> it's probably a good place to wrap it up, ladies. I think it's a great place. Thanks for coming on the on the show. Thank you. How does it feel to be a part of something that's gonna be really big one day? Look, you know what? I'm so proud of you girls. I really am. I'm so proud of you being a voice um, for other girls your age and, and not just your age, but you know, there's kids out there that are younger than you that we don't want to underestimate themselves and we don't want their inner critic to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having people like you in their life changes that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming on. And we she's, will- so, she's like, oh, <laughs> everyone's all emotional now. I met Amy 48 hours ago and I'm already part of the family. Yeah, so. I have another daughter now. <laughs> yeah. Amy used the, the F word, the family. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Family. It is a big deal. Yeah. And I almost feel a little bit sorry for you being brought into this crazy family. That's all right. Your other daughter just got I home. I know. The other kids just got home from school. Did you hear the door slam? Yep. It's about to get crazy. Yep. Yeah. Well, we should wrap that up because shit's about to get Run real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, and we'll have to get you on another time. Sounds Thank you very good. much. Thank you. Bye. I hope face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy, and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, I've got the breakfast in 12 and there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're <laughs>